Hey, good morning everybody. Welcome to Cedar Valley Church. My name is Grant. And I'm Jenny. And we're going to get the service started for you this morning. And if this is your first time here, a very special welcome to you. Uh, we'd love to get to know you better and you can help us do that by giving us a shout at hello at cedarvalley.ca or even just dropping a comment here down below. Yeah, and one of the best ways for everybody joining in here, whether you're in person or online, to stay informed about the stuff going on this summer, coming up in the fall, just good devotional posts, updates, announcements, prayer, is make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, sign up for a weekly email newsletter, that's cedarvalley.ca. And if you've been impacted by our online church services, spread the news, hit that share button, invite your friends and family and neighbors to join you this morning at church. So, we are in a bit of a new era now. We've just had some really fun announcements. Uh, some of these restrictions that we've been kind of going through this whole past year to stay safe, to stay healthy, to kind of move through a pandemic together are lifting and that's really exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah, and you know, I think we're gonna, pro I know for myself too, cherish hugs and handshakes yeah. in a whole new light, finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a whole big thing. So we're going into the next era. So exciting. And so we are back to weekly gathering on campus and online. We'll continue to do that. No limits, no restrictions, singing loudly. Singing loudly. So exciting and celebrating. So that's both online and on campus. Yeah, and then this summer, as we're rebuilding our service teams, kind of getting back into that flow and normal thing, because it's been like 16 months. It's kind of a whole new thing that we're kind of getting back into. We're going to be doing a mix of as we kind of continue doing sustainable online and on-campus services, uh, a bit of a mix of kind of video recorded services, some live speaking, some live worship. So we're just really excited to be together, to be worshiping together and in all sorts of different capacities. Uh, yeah, yeah, and going through it this summer. That's right, it's exciting and amazing. We're excited. And now just wanted to mention giving. First of all, we are so thankful for your ongoing support um, of the work and ministry here at the church. And that's through prayer, through service, through your time and through financial giving. Mm -hmm. And we believe that that is a really, a, a real part of worship is to mm -hmm. give. And serving God means being trusting of God in our finances and supporting the work of spreading that good news of who Jesus is. Absolutely, amen. And if you are looking for a way, like if you are looking to give in that way this morning, uh, you can do that online at cedarvalley.ca/give, or if you're here on campus, you can do that at the back of the church. There are some uh, offering uh, donation boxes. Um, yeah, and I think at the far side there is a debit machine too, if you have a card. Yeah, we've made it really easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> so throughout the pandemic, we've been able to stay really supportive of each other through prayer. And mm -hmm. we have a prayer chain where you can let us know of your requests and what is going on, how we can celebrate with you, with the praise items, how we can pray with you and for you, um, or somebody in your life that needs prayer. And uh, they find ways to support you that way. And so that's a really important part of what we do here at Cedar Valley. That's really important to us. So mm -hmm. you can submit prayer requests by phone, by email, online, or by filling out, if you're here in, in church, a seat back prayer card, and then giving it to one of our service hosts. Yeah, and you know what, actually, let's just start this morning off with the time of prayer. Awesome idea. Yeah, so join me in that, everyone. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning, God. Thank you for bringing us through that heat wave and that we've been able to connect in different ways. You know, now with weather coming and kind of making different areas and different facilities kind of uncomfortable, um, yeah, God, that we can continue to, like last week, uh, celebrating and worshiping and learning about you and growing in relationship with you. God, uh, I do pray for people who were impacted uh, in their health through that heat wave, people who've had some struggles at different homes. It's something that we're really not used to. Um, and other continued health things going on. God, some people have been back in and out of the hospital over the past month. God, just please be with them, with their families, with the physicians, uh, guiding just diagnosis with healing options, God, with their body and healing, perform miracles in their lives. Mm -hmm. God, I pray that you uh, bless the offering that's been given so freely up towards this work and ministry here, that you multiply it, God, that you also give us a clear sense of where you're leading us in the city of mission here and just help us spread the good news of your son, Jesus Christ. Um, but other than that, just give us ears to hear a message this morning that we can just uh, celebrate the child dedications coming up with Pastor Doug, with all the young families here in the church, and God, that you just impact us for how to take that love, that energy, that joy into the weeks with us. So pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. 
And now we're going to get the service started here shortly with the time of singing and with the time of worship singing. And these are some songs recorded by our worship ministry team. So there'll be lyrics on the screen for you to follow along with and we invite you to join in however you feel comfortable, but please join in, just open your hearts to worshiping the Lord. Mm -hmm. And after that, we have a special lesson just for the kids with Jocelyn. And I think there's some really fun, high-end, high-stakes collector Lego, bit of a spoiler, but super <laughs> exciting. And uh, we also wanna get out interactive materials for uh, you to kind of just engage in faith and conversations at home with the kids. And if you wanna get, get those kind of activity sheets, uh, make sure you email Pastor Douglas, that's douglas at cedarvalley.ca and we'll get those out to you. Awesome. And then this morning we've got a very special child dedication service and we're going to meet and celebrate some new young additions to our church family and then we'll have a message from Pastor Doug. Absolutely. Before we get to all of that, um, it, it was a crazy heat wave, right? Like record breaking, hottest in Canada that we ever had. We were the hottest in North America wow. collectively. Wow. And so there's a, I heard a lot of different stories. There were some real hardships that did happen. Yeah. There were some really cool stories of the way the community supported each other. There were some fun activities. Some of us just hid in our basement. That was me, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and if you did join in for the first 10 minutes of the service, you got to see a few of the fun activities. We did brave the heat to try some cooking experiments outdoors. But how, what did you guys do for the heat wave? How did you survive it? Well, we, I mean, we're like you, we basically stayed home as much as we could, um, took advantage of like cool cloths and water wherever we could and tried to stay hydrated. But we also kept uh, kind of checking in with our neighbors to make sure everybody was okay. And I know that people who had air conditioning, I think you had probably had a house full of people just coming in, enjoying the cool air. Right. So they're saying, they're calling it a once in a millennium heat wave. Oh. So take a moment this morning, if you're on campus, share with somebody around you. If you're online, head over to the comment section of Facebook or YouTube and uh, share some of your heat weight stories, some cool encouragement, some of the stuff that was pretty tough that maybe we can still support and help you with or just something fun you tried. Other than that, thanks Cedar Valley.
Jaslyn and welcome back to Cedar Valley Kids and today we are going to be talking about the family of God. So let's just do a quick review. We have just finished studying the entire book of John as the church and we've learned a lot about Jesus in that book. We learned about who he is, um, what he wants us to do, how he wants us to live our lives, lots of really, really important things in that book. The book of John ends with Jesus going to heaven. And so he's left the earth, and so now it's just the disciples on earth. And so that's the end of the book of John. The very next book in the Bible is called Acts, and it's all about now the disciples are on earth without Jesus. And so what do they do next? It's about where they go, who they talk to. It's about how the very first churches got started and what they looked like and the things that they did. Um, so it's really interesting. Okay, so this is gonna bring us back to the family of God. When Jesus was on earth, he had his 12 disciples, his 12 closest friends, and those were 
like his family. And there's even a story about this in the Bible. It's actually recorded in three different places where Jesus talks about this. And I'm going to read from Luke chapter eight, uh, verses 19 to 21. Now Jesus's mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside waiting to see you. He replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. So what Jesus is saying is that his family is not just the people that he was closely related to. It's not just his mother. It's not just his brothers. So did you catch that? He said, my family are the people that hear God's word and obey God's word. And that is all of us. If we've decided to love Jesus, to obey what God tells us to in the Bible and to love other people, that means we have become part of God's family. So think about your family, okay? So you guys probably look fairly similar to each other. So even if you guys don't look exactly identical, somebody would probably look at your family and say, oh, wow, you guys look so similar. I can see the family resemblance. Um, somebody might say, oh, your eyes are exactly like your mom's. Or when you smile, you look exactly like your dad. And so you can sort of tell just by looking when people are a family because they look similar. Now, some families will adopt somebody new into their family, which is really wonderful. So now we have somebody in the family who probably doesn't look like their mom or their dad or their brothers or sisters because they've been adopted in. They look different, but that's exactly what the family of God looks like. This is exactly what the church is. All these different people with all of these different ideas and ways of thinking and ways of doing things. So, oh, get this little guy back on there. Okay. so. We've got so many different people going on here. So the firefighter probably doesn't think the same way as the farmer. And the farmer probably doesn't think the same way as the doctor or the scientist. But because they are all part of God's family, they are all working together. And because they love God and obey God, that makes them part of the same family. Okay, so this is what Jesus was talking about. The family is people that obey God and follow God. And Paul even talked about this when he was writing a letter to a church in Ephesus, where he was saying long, long ago, God decided that he would adopt you into his family. And he was going to use Jesus Christ to do that. He used Jesus to create an adoption to bring us all into the family together, which is really amazing. So I'm gonna give you an example about how Everybody in the family of God has to work together even though we're super different. So right now, the people in our church have kind of a big decision to make. We've got our pastor, Rob, and he was hired to help us for a short time to find a new pastor. And so his job is to be putting together a team of people that are going to decide where does our church want to go in the next couple of years? What kind of person do we want to hire as a pastor? Now, lots of the people who are on this team and on this committee will have different ideas about how this is going to be done. They're not going to argue about it. They're not going to yell at each other. They're not going to be mean about it because let's be honest, families are very difficult, but because they know they're part of the family of God, they are going to respect each other. They are going to listen to each other and they are going to make decisions out of love with each other because we are all part of the family of God. And what's really cool is that this family of God all works together and pretty soon, well, I don't know about soon, but one day we all get to be together with God in heaven, which is going to be amazing. Not just our family of God in our church, but the other churches in mission that preach the Bible and obey God, the other churches in Canada that preach the Bible and obey God, the other churches across the world, all of those Christians who obey God and love him are going to be together in heaven, which is going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be the most amazing thing we've ever experienced.
So I hope you guys think a little bit more about that this week, about how families are tough and difficult, but the practice that we have working together in our families helps us in the family of God work together in love. And one day we're all gonna be together in heaven with Jesus. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll see you later. Well, good day, Cedar Valley. Um, we are actually here on a hillside with a whole bunch of our friends. And we've got Jacob and Jack and Zoe and Benji and Adeline. Oh, you can tell Adeline, great, I got it right. <laughs> and Karis with us here today. And they brought their families with them. We have gathered here for a child dedication. You know, we usually do this Sunday morning in the church, but I gotta tell you, outdoors is way better so um this is good you know gathering here on the hillside kind of reminds me a little bit in mark chapter 10 when jesus was teaching and there's a crowd of adults but then the kids burst in and they're singing and jumping and playing and they're climbing all over him and the adults say hey jesus um get rid of the kids and he basically says back off um, these kids, these children are precious. Um, as a matter of fact, no one will come into the kingdom of heaven unless they are like these children. So innocent and pure in their belief. And uh, he welcomed them. And then it says he blessed them. That's what we want to do this morning. We want to have a time of dedication. Now, as you can see here, um, some of the little ones aren't that old and, and others are almost a little over a year already, but that's because we haven't got together for a year, but we're here now. Now, we understand that this isn't a christening or a baptism. Um, each of the parents of the families here, they have decided that they want to dedicate their children to the Lord. And they are gonna follow God's will and his way for their lives and for their child. And also, we as a church are saying, we will be here to support you in what you need to help you as you train your children and any way we can do that at the church. So this is a tremendous time here together. So let's just get to know um, the children a little bit here. And we're going to start over here with uh, Joseph and Sarah. And they're going to tell us just a little bit about Jacob. And then we'll go around our little semicircle here. This is Jacob. He just turned one this week. And we like to call him Jakey. And yeah, we love him. <laughs> hey, this is Jack. Uh, he likes the park, as you can probably hear. He's yelling the park because he sees it in the corner there. And he likes playing with his uh, tracks at home. And Zoe, she was just born four weeks ago. She doesn't have much of a personality yet, but uh, she smiles and we love her. <laughs> Benjamin, we call him Benji. Um, he loves being outside and going for walks. This is, whoop, this is Adeline. She's loud and smiley and yeah, likes to suck her thumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is Karis. She is not as loud as Adeline but also loud in her own way and struggling with sleep right now. <laughs> but what a joy, as we've already said before, to gather together for your birthday. I've been way to go, yes, that's exciting. But also for this time of dedication for the Lord. Nathan and Emily, you have chosen well to be a part of a church, God's church where you can receive his blessing, instruction, and you can serve as well. And you are choosing to include Ivan in the world of the church. So I have two questions for you as mom and dad, all right? Do you commit yourselves to provide a home of love, of godly instruction, striving to be an example of his grace? Yes, we do. All right. And also, are you prepared to receive the instruction and the counsel of the church through God's word 
an encouragement and challenge for your family. Yes. All right. So those of you who are gathered here, both Cedar, Fa Cedar Valley family and also immediate family, will you commit yourselves to supporting, to encouraging, instructing and training as you are able and as you have a opportunity? Can you say, we will? We will. Thank you. What we would like to do is just pause for a moment and just prayer a say a prayer of blessing um, for these families, for the children, uh, that God would be just, um, just a part of their hearts and their lives, and that the world that they are a part of would be different because they know Jesus. And then we also have a certificate and a special verse that we've selected for each child and a little gift from the church as well. Normally we would go up and we would put our hands on the little ones, but we're not going to do that today, so we'll just pray from a distance here. God, we just thank you for this glorious day that we can gather together um, in your creation. God, at the top of this hill in this park, just celebrate you. But God, we also celebrate the fact that you have chosen us. You have given Jesus Christ to us as this tremendous gift. God, this blessing of children in the family. God, the, the joy and the laughter, along with some frustration and tears along the way. Um, but God, that is family. Um, so this time we ask your blessing upon Jacob and, and Jack and Zoe and Benji and Adeline and Karis. God, that they would sense your love very early in life and they would be drawn to you and they would give themselves to Jesus and live for him. God, together as the church, we would encourage and support and help one another. These families would be able to, to rely on us. And God, we would get the benefit of the blessing of their family, a part of your church here. So God, we ask this special blessing upon each child and that you would be with them and touch their hearts in a special way um, this morning. Thank you for this time together. Amen. So we have a certificate and I'm just gonna show you what we have for um, a gift. Just some small, a small book here, and it's actually two-sided little Bible stories, and they're really great, and so we wanna bless each family. Now, Jacob, the verse that we selected for you this morning, <laughs> hi, is from Philippians chapter two, verse 13. And it says this, God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Ah, oh, so sense that desire and he'll make you strong and powerful in the Lord as you live for him. So, so blessings on you this morning. Thank you. All right, Jack. I know you want to go down to the playground, right? We'll have to do that afterwards. Do you know what? Here's a verse that we have for you. It's from Romans chapter 12, verse two. Let God transform you then you will learn to know God's will for you. Yeah, he can transform you. And here's a special book for you. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's Samson and the Lion. Yeah. <laughs> Blessings to you. All right, and little Zoe, here she is. <laughs> Looking so sweet. Our verse for you is from 2 Corinthians chapter eight and part of seven and part of nine because of the generous grace of jesus excel in the gracious act of giving ah, we pray that you would have a heart that just loves to bless others and all because of god's goodness for you here you go and that one is, is deborah thank you Okay, and here we go. Hi, Benji, good to see you. All right. <laughs> Hi, we've got a book for you. This side is Moses, and that side is John. Your verse is from Acts chapter 18, verse nine. Don't be afraid, speak out. Don't be silent, for I am with you, says God. Oh. Never be afraid to talk about Jesus and let others know because God is with you. Here you go. Here's your book. All right. Okay. 
And little outline. There she is. Oh, that sun is bright, right? <laughs> the verse we selected for you is from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Jesus. Oh, we pray that Jesus would have his hand on you to encourage and love people with your words. And your book is Solomon and Jonah. Do you want to hold that for her? Good, okay, <laughs> thank you. And Karis, so good to see you. You're awake now. Great. Our verse for you is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Do not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing. Oh, God will bless you as you do good. And this one is about the sower and the wise builder. Do, do you want to hold that book? Good. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, have an, I have a special verse for you. Jenny and I have a verse that we would like to share with you. And this is from Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. And Isaiah says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. Ivan, this is for you. When God calls, you can be first in line saying, God, here I am, send me. Jenny and I would like to give you a little, a little book. It's called Bible, or it's called Little Bible Heroes. And it's got one Paul on, on the other side. It's got Peter here as well. Great little stories. And there's a certificate with a Bible verse on there for you. Well, thanks for joining with us, Cedar Valley. This has been a great time. I think we're going to head down to the playground and have some fun. Um, but remember to um, add your prayer, continuum prayers for these families. And right now during the live stream, you can just share some comments with these families to encourage them as well. Good to be with you today. Well, how fantastic was that to see those families up on the hill? Uh, that is great to be a part of God's family, is it not? Well, family, it can be the greatest or maybe the most challenging part of your life all at the same time. Really, family is often awesome if we do it right. But the problem is when you insert imperfect people like all of us, um, then family can be tough. But the home is where we learn about life. To share, to be patient, to work together, to help, to support, um, to learn how to fight well and work things out. Respect, obedience, responsibilities, forgiveness, love, acceptance, faith. It all pretty much starts at home. And you know, in the book of Hebrews, in the Bible, the relationship between God the Father and Jesus the Son is very important. And along with that, the analogy of family and the home is used often. We have words like children and brothers and sisters and the house and the builders of the home, all found within the book of Hebrews. Now, you may have not thought of this book as a text on how to have a good family, but you know what, let's, let's check it out and see what we can discover um, about how it applies to our families. Now, imagine that you are the captain of a ship. And you have forgot to drop your anchor in the harbor of truth. And the winds pick up and the waves rise. And all of a sudden, you are driven out of the safety of the harbor up against the rocks on the shore. Tragedy for sure. Now, for those of you who may not be old enough to be a ship captain, imagine that you're laying on an inner tube um, at a stream, your family's out camping, 
And in the middle part of the stream, it's, it's pretty quick, the water's flowing, and there's rocks and some rapids a little further down. And so what your mom and dad have done, they've tied a little bit of a cord from a tree to the inner tube, and you're safe right there in the calm part of the water. But for some reason, you get untethered, the rope comes undone, and you start to drift away from the safety of the calm water and the shore. And before you realize it or could do anything about it, you're in the middle of the stream and you're holding on for dear life and you're bouncing off rocks and some of them are sharp and they puncture the tube and you're into the rapids. Now you're in real danger. Well, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says this, we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. You know, kids, this is a warning for you to help you to understand that what your mom and dad are teaching you, how they're training you, the truth they're giving to you about life and about God, it's very important. Listen carefully or you may drift away from it and bad things could happen in your life. Well, we continue on here, and we're going to jump through to chapter 5, verse 14. And it says, Who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong? Isn't that interesting? That we actually need training to know the difference between right and wrong. Now, now part of our conscience knows that, but a lot of it is training. And the foundation for right and wrong is found right here in God's word. See, parents, we have to be intentional and deliberate in the training of our children between right and wrong. So as they grow old, they can live into that. Part of a purposeful living that will keep them together. For there's two different things we can say about right and wrong. Right is always right. It doesn't matter how many people aren't doing it. You know, we live in a world that is driven by ideas and thoughts that are not necessarily founded on the Word of God. And people can get caught up in an idea, almost like in a swell, and it may seem like it's the right thing to do just because everybody is doing it. But even if few people are, if it's the right thing to do, it's what you want to do. Also, on the other side, wrong is always wrong. It doesn't matter how many people are doing it. So with that swell of people doing the wrong thing, stand up against that for what is right. And even if you're one of the few, stand up, even if not many others are doing it. Okay, on to chapter 9, verse 16. And then it talks, now when someone leaves a will, right away we get an image of, of maybe a, a dad sitting in an office with a lawyer and he's, he's writing out his will for his kids. What is he going to leave them? And I know some kids get excited when they hear about, oh, wonder what mom and dad are going to leave us. And, uh, and for our kids, uh, when you open that envelope, you'll be saying, Oh, great, uh, debt. Well, anyways, hopefully we'll leave you other things. But what are you leaving your kids? What are we, what are you passing on to the next generation? If it's just money or land or heirlooms, that's not enough. They need more. See, the word legacy is sometimes used and even if you did not come from a heritage of faith, you can start that now with your family. The legacy of faithfulness can start with you. What a great will to leave to those that follow. Okay, now we're in chapter 10, verse 17. One of the most incredible statements we may read, I will never again remember their sins. Now, now God is talking about how he now looks at us once we have been redeemed through his son, Jesus Christ. 
Wow. Never, never remember. Now that's forgiveness. Remembering our sins no more. But honestly, for us, that's a tough one. For we have a tendency to remember all too clearly. And unfortunately, we use it against them later at just the right moment. You know, if we bring it up later, that's not really forgiveness. So I want to encourage you and your family together. Take time to forgive. Be quick to forgive. Be the first to forgive. True forgiveness is healing. And it means forgiving forever, not to be brought up again. You know, forgiveness is like hitting a reset button. Maybe you played video games with your kids and, and at first you had to help them along and then they got better and better and, and sometimes they were even better than you. And then you were tempted as you were playing maybe to reach over and just hit that reset button that erased everything and started everything all afresh. That's kind of like forgiveness. It, it kind of cleans all the crud in our life and makes it fresh and able to continue. Forgiveness is like a reset button. Still staying in chapter 10, verse 23, we're told that God can be trusted to keep his promise. The promise of what he's giving us through his son, Jesus Christ. Eternal life and the spirit to dwell within us. Careful not to make promises that you are not prepared or not able to keep. It's easy to threaten some great big thing, but if you're not prepared to follow through, um, then your children will learn not to believe you. Also, if you promise some grand thing for them and we don't follow through, also, you're teaching them not to trust you. Still, in chapter 10, verse 36, this is for some of you right now at home, maybe if you've got a house full of little ones, patience and endurance is what you need now. Some of you have made the, her, heard the name Jen Hatmaker. She's on Facebook. And she tells a story of a few years ago when, she had, when five of her kids between the ages of 8 and 16 had been especially trying that day. And she had had enough. And so she's in the midst of putting three of them to bed a lot earlier than they normally go down. And she records this little interaction between those three children and herself. Child one says, but it's still light outside. And Jen says, you may cry me a river and I will remain unmoved. Child number two says, I wish I wasn't in this family. I wish I had no family. And Jen responds, get in line. Child number three says, oh, so I'm in trouble because my brother messed up my fort? And Jen says, you are in trouble because you have made me insane. The yelling words coming out of your mouth turned me into a lunatic 20 minutes ago. You have now lost the privilege to be near me. Child number two comes back. I don't want to have a good heart anymore. I want to have an evil heart and be angry always. And I will love it and enjoy it. And Jen says, well, have that evil heart in your bedroom. Goodbye. And she closed the door. <laughs> that may be some of your days. Patient endurance is what you need now. Your strength comes from God's grace to see these children develop and do who God has called them to be. Here we go, two more. Chapter 12, verse 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained this way. You know, discipline is no fun for anyone, for the kids or the parents. But there needs to be consequences for deliberate wrongdoing. 
And if we're consistent, then it will make a difference and we will reap a harvest of peacefulness. And finally, chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, your children are growing up in a world that many of them think that, that God, that Jesus is irrelevant. But they're not the first to think that way and they're not the last. And our job is to help our children realize that God is timeless. And what he has put in place at the beginning of the world still holds true for today. Our culture may change, but the truth of God never, ever does. And as your children see that and learn that and learn to live in that, that will keep them in the midst of a world going crazy. See, you are the greatest influence in your child's life. So take great steps and strides to live like it deliberately. Love your spouse. Don't let your children speak harshly to them. Insist on respect. And also, find joy in the journey. Resist the urge to look forward to a time when life will be different. They will be older and you can accomplish certain things. No, live right now. Find joy in the moment that Jesus has given you together as a family. You know, we want to celebrate the family that lives within the walls and our extended family and also the family of God, our church together. And so thankful that God has had us in mind when he created and designed the family. If there is, a, if there is ever a time that, that you would like to talk to someone here from the church about your family, um, just give us a call, send us a note. And um, all of us on staff here, we, we are not perfect parents, um, but we deeply care about you, our families, and are committed to God's word We'd love to walk with you, journey with you, um, with your family together. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together and to be encouraged by your word. God, this book of Hebrews that so many of the things that are written here apply so well to the family. God, may we take them to heart. God, may we put them into practice. May we rejoice in the family that you have given us. Continue with us, we pray. God, thank you for your love, for your grace. In your precious son's most holy name, amen. Thanks for joining us, everyone, this morning. It's been a great morning so far. We've had some really cool stories uh, and some introduction to some new kids for our child dedication. And a big part of that, too, is we just stand as a church congregation in support of them. We had an amazing message from Pastor Doug just about that whole sense of family and parenting. And that doesn't even, ex it doesn't stop with just literally being a parent, but just the way we impact and influence kids in our lives as aunts, uncles, as teachers, influencers, just people around. There's literally always kids around. So keep that kind of stuff in mind. A big part about what we want here to happen to church, what we believe is really critical to following Jesus, to being a disciple, a learner of Jesus, is not just sitting down and kind of consuming this morning, but actually taking it, applying it to our lives, growing, bringing it to our friends, our families, our neighbors, our co-workers, and then especially finding ways to serve in this kingdom. So in just a moment, we're going to put up a couple questions for you to discuss with uh, either your neighbors sitting next to you, with people that are in your small group, maybe you're joining in together on as a, a house church sort of thing with us. Um, but also I just want to throw out a plug there that we really believe a huge crucial part of following Jesus is finding ways to serve our community, serve a need, and find ways to spread the news of Jesus. And a major way you can do that too is by jumping on our teams. Like we said, we're rebuilding our teams. We're finding new ways to serve uh, and serve both online and on campus services. And there's a lot of fantastic ways. So you can do that if you want to get involved in any of that. You can reach out to us, hello at cedarvalley.ca. Give us a phone. The information is going to be down on the screen or even just chat with one of the service hosts or pastors that are here if you're on campus. 
campus already this morning. We'd love to get you plugged in. We'd love for you to explore your gifting, your skills, and help you on your pathway of following Jesus while serving his kingdom in whatever way it looks like. Thanks again.